Mm. It's good to hear your voice, Dominique. Is it? It is. I mean, you just heard it on Friday. Yeah, but I missed you. We didn't. We didn't have you on our fake television set for for a uh, day. Well, the voice that the people really want to hear comes out of that glorious beard right there. I Look know. Spencer, Spencer Hall and I are dressed very similarly and yet could not look more different at the does same your time. Shirt it's remarkable. Say, does your shirt say Mama Tried? That's all <laughs> I want to know. Not. No? Okay, not. then we are not the same. <laughs> that would be amazing if Pablo lifted if up. If he did that? <laughs> no, this uh, is... This no. is uh, this is a New York Parks and Rec shirt because oh, um, I love I love uh, our parks and I love our recreation. Uh, but we should start with the recreation in college. I mean, we have all of these NFL stories. We'll get to with Bill Barnwell, who is always always down to you know engage in a little football culture war with us. But Spencer is here because a giant has fallen. Alabaster, where do you want to start us off here? Yeah, that's right. I think we, we we'll circle back to Georgia and the actual dominant team in college football. But what I want to yes. ask you guys. Alabama lost to LSU this weekend. Yeah. Do you think Alabama is in decline? <laughs> Spencer just, is that a chortle? What is the verb for the, <laughs> that Spencer just gave us to start it off was, this it's conversation? In the same, it's in the same family as duh. <laughs> Which is, you know, like, like what a preposterous question, but also maybe I have some thoughts that go well beyond this, which I do because they are in decline. Um, Share them. Yeah, mm. it, this is uh, this is gone from a team that used to have Bryce Youngs and have them play in a system to a team that now needs a Bryce Young. Right. There are so many things that that offense does. Okay, because yes, they lost to LSU, and they lost LSU not because of Bryce Young's performance late, but because of the overall inability of that team to generate as a whole. If you'll notice, Bryce Young does spectacular things. He does them because the things that they're that they do off play, the playbook, right? They they don't work. Right. They don't. They they're not dynamic like they were at wide receiver. They're not forceful like they were uh, along the offensive line. If you want to see what Alabama's offensive line used to look like and how they used to perform, you had to be in Athens on Saturday, <laughs> not in mm. Baton Rouge. This is not a team that can push people around like they used to now. Are we going too far for a team that has lost yeah, I... one game <laughs> by a field goal and another one by a two point? I mean, they, they 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 should have lost to Texas too. So like, if we count the the close games that should have been close, it gets a little bit scarier. Mm -hmm. I think you've already answered one of my bigger questions: is like, are other teams catching up? Because I remember there was a time when Alabama, with any like um, dynasty, they're forced to evolve. They have to evolve. I remember when. Nick Saban was like, all oh, this hurry up spread is nonsense. I hate it. They mm -hmm. had to evolve. Then they started doing it better than everyone else. So it sounds like what you're saying to me is this is not that. This is not them needing to schematically kind of get it, get in with what everyone else is doing and catch up with the times as much as it is. They don't have the guys that they used to have relative to the uh, to their opponents. Anyway. Yeah, I, I want to just provide a little bit of the context for what we saw on Saturday, right? Because mm -hmm. LSU at home beats Bama by one, by going for two. We will apologize, or I will apologize to Brian Kelly in a second. But in terms of how it is, well, in terms of, it, oh, okay, wait. I love, I love the series of hot takes that are now sort of flooding my brain here because I want to get okay. to why it is that Alabama, per what you saw against LSU, why it is that decline feels like a real thing and not like Tom Brady falling off the cliff top. 
Okay, so it feels like a real thing because um, they used to have big systems with players across every single position that were simply better than your guys. That was mm -hmm. what they did, and that was what they did best. If you look at the recruiting rankings, and I've always thought, by the way, like time for pet theory number one, I've always thought that once Ooh. your recruiting classes got into the top five or into the top ten, they were generally going to stay there because there is a counterweight to objectively we found a good player, and that is – Oh, well, if Alabama's recruiting them this high, they yeah. must be that good. And then oh, they yeah. must be. And then that program will take them to the next level developmentally. Those three things in order aren't necessarily true, I think, with everyone they're getting. It's not like they don't have one of the most talented rosters in college football. Right. I just don't know if they have. I don't know if they have the staff to put it together. Mm -hmm. Remember, Ooh. about about three or four years ago, Alabama's entire staff turned over. All of them. Right, except for like their special teams coach and like one wide receiver who was kind of a recruiter, and people would wonder when that was going to add up. How about a full recruiting cycle later, when yeah. you have an entirely new staff that never really gelled? Like, man, talent matters, and I want to point that out, okay? But it has to be put in the right place, and that's where management comes in. Look at LSU. Hold as on, a Spencer. Spencer. Hold yes. on, hold on, hold the f on, Spencer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Goodness gracious, your like your brain works differently than mine. Can we slow it the bleep down? Do yeah. Yes. So I would like to say that I both love and hate your original pet theory because it's a lot more difficult to discuss and suss yeah. out, but it also is part of the reason why I love it. So like right. there's so many things that you have to balance when you're building a dynasty, mm -hmm. whether it's in sports or anywhere else. Once you start having that success, there are these things that happen. And so sniping the coaching staff or poaching coaching staff is one thing that I always thought that Nick Saban seemed to have figured out. Because yes. everyone knew if you come there, then you will be like kind Stop. of rejuvenated and go elsewhere. So why don't why doesn't he have like Joe Judge still down there right. trying to figure some things out. What happened? It was like it was like the wayward. It was the school for wayward coaches, yeah, in Dick, which Dick, like Dick, high Dick, talent yeah. names. Hold would on, go before there. before we get back to you with these answers, Spencer. Also, the idea I would like to ask for a study to be done. I want to know how many players were four star players, and then they got an offer from Alabama. All of a sudden, they became five star players. I want yeah. somebody to look it up. <laughs> or there, or those who were just on the cusp. But yeah, yeah, this is. There's a lot here, okay? And I don't think it's any one thing. Additionally, somebody's going to say, yeah, we're overreacting. That's not what Nick Saban would say. Nick Saban would tell us, yeah, we're overreacting. But privately, the standard the standard is a title every other year. Yeah. That's your fault if you're Nick Saban, if you want to put it in those terms, because you're the one who got them there to thinking that way. And I, I think when you look at someplace like LSU, where there was talent, and now they just kind of cleaned everything up. Everyone's playing simply, and they're doing really productive things. That's really nice. Consider this. This game wasn't close, historically speaking. Usually, Alabama soundly beats LSU in this game. I know. We've got some good memories. We've got a couple of Les Miles games. We've got a Joe Burrow game, all right, under Ed Ogeron. But yep. most of the time, Alabama walks with this. Did this feel like an upset to you? Like watching the game, did it feel like a game that was an upset well, or felt like the better team won? 
So that's what's weird about this, right? This is number seven LSU upsetting number 10 Alabama. Right, but you know the yep. question I'm asking, Pablo. Of course, like, no, you, no, you, no. Uh, Be- yeah. it, that's how I saw it. I mean, we're leading the show with it because it is so shocking to mm-hmm. see Alabama feel But when you watch vulnerable. the game, I, I want to hear Spencer's opinion because when I was watching the game, I, I did not, and to be fair, I watched it after I knew the result. I did not experience it like, man, these pesky underdogs sure are pulling off this impressive win. Like, it kind of felt like a a match of two titans, and one was just better, which is scary to me because a few weeks ago I thought LSU was garbage. I'll answer a question with a question. Did Alabama – did at any point – did Alabama clearly look like the better team against Texas? To me, with Quinn Ewers in, no. I don't think they did. Did Alabama clearly look like the better team against Tennessee? Um, at no point to me did they look clearly like the better team. That was equals at best to me. Um, in this game, at any point were you startled, right? That was the thing you got with Alabama at its peak. You said they were startling. They came out and they absolutely dragged someone through the parking lot, right? Threw them off the lip of the stadium. You were talking about <laughs> brutality at every point. That's not <sighs> what you get, okay? I got to remember those. If you want that, you got to go east and down 78 out of Atlanta to get to Athens. That's where that standard is right now. We just, we, we just uh, yeah. went Socratic method while also <laughs> fusing it with the TikTok of someone just getting jumped in a parking lot, uh, which is incredible. It's, yeah. It's the beauty of Spencer Hall. Like I would <laughs> I hope that I'd never forget dragged through the parking lot or thrown off the lip of the stadium. Those yeah. are two like should be cliches. Those are things that aren't cliches yet, but we need to add gonna, them to the we'll, lexicon. We'll work them in there, yeah. Agree. 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 <sighs> So, so, so wait, so hold on. The LSU looking like a peer to Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. That dynamic thing. I want to find out whether Brian Kelly deserves an apology. Because I feel like I missed the boat in some sense by over-indexing on family and under-indexing on, oh, wait a minute, right? Maybe the whole thing about how at Notre Dame, he actually just needed more talent to beat Alabama. Like that thing might actually just have been true. Well, it's not like, I, I, I want to push back on that a little bit, as the experts would say, because I want us to clown all that stuff because yeah. that's not Brian Kelly's forte and it will never be his forte. You should make fun of all of that stuff as much as you want to. That's what the money's for. No one's ever questioned the dude's ability to coach. None. Like, And if you watched, who looked like the tidier team? The tidier, cleaner, neater team? Like when I think about Brian Kelly football, I, I it's execution, right? Like that's kind of a cliche, but I think about people who are going to, um, this team all year long has been in second and five. Second and yeah. six, second and four. Like they they make they make a little bit on first down, they get a little bit on second down, and then all of a sudden, whole playbook's open and you have a quarterback who can run. That's simple. Boil the game down to its simplest parts, okay? Additionally, Jaden Daniels, my favorite coaching point of the year that seems to have really held. At Arizona State, he had a tendency to sort of run laterally, and they just basically switched his alignment. They just took that gyroscope and went, go that way. You only go that way. Don't trip. As someone who spends a lot of time on the weekends watching nine-year-old flag football, Mm -hmm. the kids who go straight are much better than the kids that go side to side. That's correct. So once you get a kid to go straight, oh, gosh, you're you're in business. But to your point about 
Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Pablo. No, for the podcast audience, we saw one of those players, I believe, go side to side behind Dominique like five minutes ago. Incidentally, yeah. still well, running around. Did. Actually, yes, in the did. in the in the past several weeks, that kid been going straight. Yeah, he been, he been, <laughs> That's been good. Up, been, oh, he been putting up numbers. Show the we gotta, dots. We gotta, we gotta producers. Talk, show the we gotta, dots. Show Doug. We gotta talk dots. a little bit. We gotta talk a little bit about. Uh, you're not Tyreek Hill, so please put the peace sign away. Like I hate being that dad, but I gotta be that dad. Like man, you're the no, you're the no, no fun league dad. No. Oh my god, I, I hate Dominique. it. When, how did you when, become this? How did you become I, this dad? So it's it's. Did not you tell him to the, play the right way? No, I did not. It's not it's not the peace sign that bothers me or the gritties in the end zone that upsets me. It's everything that comes along with it, like arguing with the referees. It's sad Ooh. that it's a package deal. I'm like, go ahead, do your dance, but don't argue the referees. Don't throw your hands up at the quarterback when he miss you because it's not like you caught all the passes that were thrown to you. So mm -hmm. let's let's that's just, anyway, we're getting we're getting off track. Yeah, I love it. Let's get back to <laughs> Alabama. So you said um, Brian Kelly coach teams tend to be a little bit more tidy. And when you said it, it started making me think like, what do I think of when I think of Alabama's teams? And it's those soon to be cliches that we talked about. Right. Those teams are always talented, but I always think about like, damn, that's a team of men playing against a team that has a couple of men, but mostly guys who are going to go off and, I don't know, sell insurance after they graduate. Right. Not everyone who's going to play football. It's a lot of parking lot dragging. And if they can no longer drag people through the parking lot and their coaching staff is like turning over every couple of years, I don't know where they find the advantage. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't. And, and, I, and I think this is the point in Alabama history under Nick Saban where there's a pivot and something changes. The move to me was pretty obvious back in the day when they went from standard, boring, pro-style offense to something that was more spread, that ran the quarterback just a little, and, you know, sort of modernized the offense. I don't know what the obvious move is now. I don't. Like, for once, for once it's either, it's not get better dudes, because you've got a top five class. You know, is it coaching? I don't know. It's like, the, it, so, like, it's a weird spot to be in when you're on top, and it's like a... I mean, companies, I think, are probably big behemoth companies are more comfortable with this, where it's like, you think about like the, the tech giants, they don't innovate anymore. They just like incorporate. Mm -hmm. And if they don't know, like, it's easy to look around and be like, who's doing something that's special? Let's buy it. But right yeah. now they're Whoa. looking around and no one's doing the thing that's special. They need to go watch some D3 ball and find some new ideas. It's like so, on side every down or something. I don't know. Real quick, the answer to that would be let's go get a dynamic quarterback who can cover up everything. They, they already have one. that. Right. They no, have that. This is, this is it feels right? like, the, I mean, to, to continue on the capitalism metaphor, it feels like the mandate for growth is beginning to wear on this right. team like you can't go up anymore and so what do you try to do you try to maintain and when you begin to slip oh. against the peer guess what happens we start talking about a shareholder revolt which is the pivot point it. that spencer's dancing around Dominique. yeah i i got it and maybe this is the final point i know what the evolution is they're too focused on themselves improving you gotta focus on sabotaging everybody else that's the move bring oh. everybody down you gotta plant moles in the rest of the sec schools and bring them down that's the way back to the top nikki <laughs> more like joe judges who are actually worse than joe judge that you claim to rehabilitate than you export to bring them down from the inside yes
yeah, you actually developed assistant coaches too well. <laughs> One of them went to another school and set it up and is now doing it better than you did it. Mm. Damn. Yeah, so, it's rough. So we we're at really okay. good on that. That was Al- amazing. Alabaster, we, we should like, we, 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 I think we did a rare thing, which is we generated through rigorous analysis, like a headline that should make news. Like, I think we're, we're saying Alabama's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of done. Are they kind of done? That's is the right. pitch of my voice? Is the pitch of my voice uh, sufficient? The, 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 Caveat? The, 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 the way I put it is, you've had as good a time as you're ever going to have and everything else from here is just slightly downhill. Mm-hmm. Man, that hit me right in the, right in the dad zone, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah. Oh, so no, that sounds, that sounds like somebody who hasn't tried to eat an apple in the shower after a long time. <laughs> tried that, that's a, that's a serious dad pleasure right there. A little bit of a fruit snack in a nice shower. Uh, I know everyone talks about the beer. I'm going to put you on a healthy tip. So let's try an apple. Yeah, you can wash <laughs> it and eat it in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't leave it in there. That's gross. So as we move on, I will say, I love that the, the sub headline that we generated without saying his name is Bill O'Brien ruins Alabama. Well done, guys. Um, hey, I, hey I, didn't, I didn't say Pete Goldie ruined Alabama. And that's if you read message boards, that's another thing. That people have suggested. So um, I, I would say this of the two, Pete Golding has the more entertaining hair. Mm. So get rid of him last. Yeah, oh, but Bill O'Brien has that butt cleft. Uh, is that that chin butt? We, we, we respect all. We respect butt clefts as well. We're an inclusive oh, yeah. program. Never, never seen your chin. You just told on yourself. All right, let's talk Georgia. Okay. <laughs> I am fascinated by Georgia yeah. because they're sort of right now the new Alabama. And my question to you all. Is Georgia the only team you trust in college football? Mm, trust. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Stetson Bennett, guys, he balled out. But also, that's where I think the questions lie for, like, trust, right? Um, <sighs> listen, the mailman keeps delivering, okay? Yeah. that's I, I. Every time that you really want to write him off, uh, um, he does something like throw a beautiful play-action pass open downfield, like, 50 yards clean. I don't that, know if you saw that. Yeah, the, that wasn't even his best pass of the game. Like, I think the no. one over the outstretched linebacker in the back of the end zone. The was back of the end impressive. zone. Yeah. So, so what, so what is, what is a Stetson Bennett? Like, what are we here to say about how good he actually is? Because I, I don't know. I, I have the same insight from to King laugh, of Athens. Like, but, he, but, he, of Athens. but the boat shoot King of Athens, Spencer, like, mm-hmm. He if, if he's the yeah. if he's the reason to have doubt, but also the reason to have confidence, explain where we are in that inflection point too. Um, I, I don't have much doubt. The yeah. man can throw two picks in a game and they still win. And then he goes out and has a game like keep in mind, against Tennessee, the defense was doing its thing. The offense really needed to respond and place further pressure on Tennessee's offense, right? By scoring and keeping either keeping up with them, which was a possibility because Tennessee coming into this game scoring like 50 points a game or you need to come out and make a declaration and say um whatever you do we're going to do it right there and we're, we're going yeah. to continue to hammer you and we will be here the whole game Stetson Bennett went out go for the pylon right on a on a play on a rush through two incredible passes and then is in this offense where you have two good running backs. You have two tight ends who, nah, as we yeah. previously discussed, are each the size of their own zip code. Um, Darnell Washington is like so big, 
he should have his own Google location. He is so big that that I feel like he should have four names or one, but nothing in between. <laughs> he, is, he is. I can't describe to you how big he is in person. You it's don't need to describe dumb. it. He got his hands on a DB on a run play one time. Yes, he did. And I felt it. I didn't need any. I didn't need any words. I just. I was sore the next morning. I was like, I ain't even play. Just uh, I felt mm -hmm. it through the screen. It was unfortunate. He, he has that kind of block where it's not even that violent. Yeah. It's just. It's just. Um, it's just we're going over here. I have something interesting to show you over here at the 35 yard line. That's the thing. It's like me. I saw Cordero Patterson in the NFL run through a linebacker this weekend and you saw him like load up and throw it. And the same with um Fournette got a uh, he got somebody uh in mm -hmm. in that game where you like load up and throw it and you saw it's just like it's just casual where it's well, just a like, train mm. uh, have you ever seen a train like a video of a train hitting something yeah it's like that the yeah. train is real casual about it because it's <laughs> casual for the train it's not for the truck or whatever it's hitting <laughs> i love Tarnell washington and he's not even the best tight end that's brock bowers brock yeah. bowers is uh already like like legit nfl level talent and they use him all over the field like if you want to talk about like the great meeting of like talent management development and luck all right um, somehow they found this dude uh, on campus, Stetson Bennett, and he ended up being a fantastic quarterback, even though he was like a you know two, three-star recruit, depending on who you ask. He is accompanied by a five-star offensive line whose backups are all five stars. You have two five-star, I'm sorry, there are three five-star tight ends. One's Eric Gilbert, who's had some things that happened developmentally, okay? So he's back there. They lose Nolan Smith, their five-star linebacker, uh, four or five-star linebacker, and his backup and his backup uh, don't go lower than the four-star mark in terms of recruiting, okay? It, if you're not the brightest coach in the world, okay, a very good strategy, and I'm not saying Kirby Smart's not this. I'm just saying if you want to win, just start piling. Just start piling talent and see what happens because for all of the things that we might say about how good that defense was, they didn't do anything fancy. They manned yeah. up. That's all. That's the they just played well, man so and said, you're not as good as we are. So this is a 27 to 13 blowout, essentially, right? This is the boat shoot king yeah. of, of, of Athens, boat racing, the number one team in the country. And just yeah. based on talent, what we're, here to, what we're here to tell our audience is none of this should be surprising. Is that where we are with Georgia then? None of it should be surprising. Like, it should not be surprising when you see, um, when you see Keely Ringo, the hero of last year's, uh, you know, game against Alabama for the national title. When you see him uh, just, you know, casually show up for a pick, that's his first pick of the year, but it's not even like he has to produce like that. Yeah. It's not. He can just sit back and play his role and be patient because that's what everyone on the defense does. We haven't even said Jalen Carter's name because Jalen Carter was not blockable. It was not an option. Like if you were the Terminator and you were lining up and it was like, what would you like to do? Block is grayed out on the menu. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's getting through. They, he was beating doubles like just he was the guy who really pressured them on that near safety that Javante Scraggins like like basically did holy rollered out of the end zone and they just were like ah we don't even know what to do with it that's not a safety. Um, Jalen Carter, if he's healthy, the defense is now at the level where if they get a seven, ten, fourteen point lead, you're in dire straits. I like dire that. Straits. I like the idea that the supply chain is holding up all the Jalen Carter blocks and they just, they can't make it over here. It's like, no, they're stuck. Sorry. It's still no. grayed out. You can come back tomorrow and ask, but I still don't think we're going to have any more of those. No. But I, the Are they the new Alabama? It's an interesting question. I don't know right. why, but they, they got a good, maybe it's because Alabama did it for so long. 
it feels Miami-ish, like back when Miami, which I guess it's it's certainly not a compliment to say it feels Miami-ish Miami right now. But I guess Alabama and Miami are similar in that they just were loaded and stockpiled talent behind talent. And it feels like there are pro bowlers, not just five-star guys. It feels like they're pro bowlers behind pro bowlers on that roster, which is why I think like Miami. And I guess Alabama... They do that receiver, but I don't know. Yeah, they do that quarterback too. Never mind. I'm sorry. That was a unnecessary tangent. Yes, but, they're but, the new Alabama. But to the point, Georgia has won 27 of its last 28. And the question, I guess, is not, is Georgia the only team you trust in college football? It's, do you trust anyone in college football, right? Because it's binary. Either you trust Georgia or you trust nobody. And to what extent do we take the fact that, oh, this team just casually shut down also like the best quarterback in the country that we had been calling the best quarterback in the country, Hendon Hooker, right? Like they do all this stuff yeah. pretty casually. Is that, our, Spencer, which side of, of this casual. should we be? Yes. Oh, I, I would go ahead and trust them. I think you're looking at this as a run. Like in college football, you do have runs, these dynastic runs where you get a seam of talent so deep and so well coached, right? I don't want to overlook that, all right? But, like, I prefer to talk about the players because, mm -hmm. you know, they are the bedrock of this sport. And a lot of them who are of the finest quality minerals happen to be coming from the mine underneath Atlanta and the state of Georgia and going directly to Athens. So I would rather talk about them, but there is some management here. Uh, but on the whole, like, when we look back at those great Hurricanes teams, we don't talk about management. Right. right. Like we go, okay, well, do you think that's why of, I didn't last, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, do you, do you, do you think of like, you know, like not, I'm not down talking them necessarily, but like, do you say, oh man, Butch Davis, mm -mm. uh, and, uh, Larry Coker, <laughs> mm -mm. like great strategist. No, that wasn't their thing. They got talent in the spot, in the, in the place. Kirby smart is a great defensive coach and he's a great recruiter. That's a yeah. mess to deal with. Thank you. Because now I understand what I was thinking when I said Miami, not Alabama. It's because mm -hmm. like Alabama is not sitting on top of Miami or sitting on top of Atlanta. Like that's think, why it feels different. It feels different because it feels as sustainable as Alabama was. This feels like even more sustainable unless they stop playing football in Atlanta because there's so much good talent in that area. And nobody mm -hmm. wants to leave their state if they don't have to. Like most people want to go, want to stay close to home, want to put on the jersey of the team that their friends and family all root for. So Mm -hmm. that's the Miami-Alabama comparison or Miami-Georgia comparison that I was looking for. Hopefully, well, no, Georgia, University of Georgia wants to be good at football. University of Miami didn't for a long time, which was part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, um, if you have proximity to talent, you have a good NIL program in terms of getting players hooked up with actual sponsorships and money in the area. And you have coaching and most importantly, for recruiting purposes, the very real prospect that you will be drafted if you go to this program. The entire Georgia defense last year, shy of like two dudes, all ended up in the NFL. All. You can walk into a living room and say, you can make more money than your parents have ever made in a year next year. Okay. Not, of course, now I'm not paying you. But if you come to Athens, the star of potential of NIL money will creep in and you will be NFL bound, financially comfortable, and in a place where you will live the life of Riley. It is it is an amazing pitch right now for them. It's really good. And the only thing that's gonna break this down is one, if you start cracking down on that management core, keep in mind they're paying assistance 
and Georgia, who are making all of this happen, one, two million dollars. They are making tremendous money as coordinators there. In addition to that, the other thing that might pick that off is if somebody else gets the money right, and if somebody else really, really starts to get something that's going to be, um, I don't think a strategic advantage is going to do it. I don't think you solve this with like some sort of Michael Lewis genius coming out of the way, like he does it differently. Uh, you don't cheat uh, getting your face smacked. You don't cheat a block, <laughs> right? You don't cheat being able to juke somebody out of their shoes. Like football to an extent can be managed and engineered, but at one point I'm going to need you to bury a dude. Well, I do want to pivot a tiny bit away from how Georgia is so dominant to what their dominance means for this college football season. Cause the team that they crushed Tennessee is now going to be a one loss SEC team. That's not going to make the SEC title. It might be on the outside looking into the college football playoff, but they're not alone. There's Clemson, there's USC, there's whoever loses Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU's undefeated, and who, know, who knows what's going to happen there with the rest of their season. How do we see this all playing out? And is this like a, a nadir for the college football playoff in, in this four-team format? Mm, we were about to get into gene editing, and yeah, Alabaster's had yeah, to ground yeah. us in the Trying college some, football playoff. Some CRISPR Cas9 yeah, exactly. chat. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Alabaster, you maniac. I don't know. <laughs> Clemson's out. That's all I got for you. I know they're done. Yeah, Clem Clemson's out. I don't and, and I don't think this is done. Like we've said all these nice things about Georgia. And I'll also say this. They're one bad game away from making this a very different proposition. They are. Like they are one bad game away from losing being a one loss team. Um their losing is not likely but it is probable like that to me is like it's possible i think is the better word yeah. so you know we i don't ever want anybody to leave here hi this is why i do this for a living um and uh, people love it i don't want anybody to come away from this feeling certain or comfortable yeah I'd no, like you all to be as the, uncomfortable as possible this is, about this, this right is the, this is the, like dominique this is the uh like note they have to put in the email where it's like past performance is not indicative of future results. Like none of this is that, should be legally actionable stock advice. That's right. Like, like we're all talking about Tennessee as being total trash this week. Okay. And to be fair, they put in a performance where it didn't look like at any point on the field, their dude was better than the dude across from them. They did not look like that. The entire game, the score was very deceptive. They can go out and smoke somebody next week. They could end up playing. Like if we had some wild scenario where Tennessee and Georgia met again in the playoff, do I think it's likely that that Georgia is going to beat them? Yeah. Is there a scenario where Tennessee just comes out and, like Dominique says, has their dog aligned? Has their inner dog aligned? Yeah. That could totally happen. I could see that happening. And it's because I think at best, when we get all this lined up, it will have, and to speak kindly of the Senior League, it will have something like the NFL where week to week, I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I really don't. Right? I watched the Jets beat the Bills today. I <laughs> yeah yeah man what Nobody like knows. i don't that's and you don't get that in college football because there are big disparities but right. when we play it right that's ideally what we but get. i mean i think that's where we're heading to right we're heading to a point with the nil and with the the playoffs and with the big conferences where the talent disparity is not going to be there as much so i mean we aren't there yet but i think and maybe the the recruiting uh, hotbeds will always be the powers, but like, I feel like we're headed in that direction where we'll have college sports that's like um, close to NFL, right? Maybe. I mean, 
Maybe. No. I, I think that, uh, I think a lot of this is, a lot of this is institutional, but trying to steer us back to something less yeah. interesting and more immediate. Yeah, we're trying to make a think piece here, Alabama. So, yeah. can I, here, can I, can I, can I make a headline with your think sure. piece? Sure. Tell me if I'm wrong. Two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams make the college football playoff because their one-loss non-conference champs are still better than the conference champs in the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12. There's your headline. That is a that is a judgment that the committee could make easily because if I get something like, uh, let's say North Carolina comes out with one loss, are you with a straight face going to tell me they're better than Tennessee? Are you really <laughs> going to try to do that? Not no. with a straight face. No, not with a straight face. A screw face, maybe. Yeah, you're going to tell me that um, I believe USC lost to Utah, who lost to Florida, who's barely going to make a bowl game this year, and you're going to put a one-loss USC in there? You're going, to, you're going to put Oregon in there? I've seen what Oregon does against an SEC team. That's how we opened the season. They were leveled. Yes, it was game one. I don't see the results as being dramatically different in a rematch there. So, yeah, I think you could see that. And then I think we're even worse – I think you could see a situation where, let's say it was, uh, let's say we had, you know, your Michigan-Ohio State kind of thing. Ohio State did not look great against Northwestern. I know, I know. It was a driving gale. It was like 30-mile-an-hour winds. Don't make weather excuses when you claim weather virtue, Big Ten. Don't, okay? Because everyone in the Big Ten is like, you should come up here and play. Yeah, I've seen that. It's garbage. (laughs) Nobody wants to watch football when it's blowing 30 miles an hour, okay? Not even Northwestern fans want to watch it. They weren't there. Yeah, so so I I don't know. You could still end up with – I think this is the reason we're getting expansion because the product right now involves a very thin slice of data that we get, which inevitably favors teams like Georgia who can just throw a bunch of monsters in, let it roll once or twice, and win a title. And then throw somebody off the lip of the stadium. And then throw somebody off the <laughs> lip of the stadium. Because they did that to Tennessee. They need someone new. Man. I feel like if we're going to further tumble down the rabbit hole of this thing piece we get to talking about, does any of this actually measure who is good? Do we need to play the game? Should we just have committees adjudicating everything? Yep, there's that check mark, Dominique. Okay, so Spencer, we it, finally pay the we players. It. We 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 copied off of Spencer's homework as we always do. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. Yeah, my pleasure.